0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Create Initiative Podcast. I'm Jason Evans and with me is Kyler Clapp and Kyle Lee. What up? Another episode, another day, you guys. Uh, Kyle, you've got a friend with you. Um, you want to introduce us?
1: <laughs> yeah, my son's hanging out in my classroom with me. Uh, Jasper, say hi. Hi. <laughs> he's he's doing the lights. I don't know if you all know. He's got a
2: flashlight. Yeah, he's he, the he's,
1: yeah podcast production. We do live lighting now, and so yeah, he's actually moving to the beat. I like that. So that's. Yeah. It.
0: <laughs> it's a good job. Um, well, Kyler, how are you doing? Uh you're uh tucked away at your un- undisclosed location. So, how's it going?
2: It's going fantastic. I just had um vegan mac and cheese oh. for a late lunch. So, that oh. was spicy.
1: That is disgusting. <laughs> Hold on. So,
2: it's good. Is this it, like
1: What is it? Nut cheese?
2: I uh, lay like, yeah, like butternut squash cheese or something.
0: Yeah, so is this you? You've been on record before saying like vegan pizza rolls are um, yeah. the best pizza rolls. How does the mac and cheese oh my. stack up?
2: I mean, it's up there with Kraft. Really? Not not quite Velveeta. They haven't got vegan shells and cheese yet, but it was really good.
1: So if Velveeta is the standard. That yes. we're trying to meet, I think that's a pretty low standard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love Velveeta.
1: It's it's I was raised on Velveeta. cheese. It's cheese flavored plastic.
0: Well, hey, it's whatever gets the job done. So, yeah, that was I at, at our house growing up. Plastic. Velveeta was the uh, that was the high end. Um, you know, on Sundays. That's what I'm
2: saying. (laughs) Yeah. On
0: Sundays, you know, and so basically I had the choice, uh, or you know, if we were doing mac and cheese, I'd ask my mom, is a blue box or is it I would call it homemade because for whatever reason the Velveeta was homemade to me. So, (laughs) you
1: know. We didn't even have a blue box. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Just noodles (laughs) and cheese.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It (laughs) was just spaghetti noodles and
1: like whatever like is most generic. You can get like on like on Lost all their food that just said what it was.
0: Yeah, it just says cheese on the outside.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> cheese dust, dry noodles. Nice.
0: Well, uh, you mac know. And <laughs> well, Kyler, I'm glad you enjoyed your uh, vegan mac and cheese. That uh, you're Thanks. you're really traveling down this uh, vegan um, trail. So I hope that that goes um, well for you.
2: I'm just trying to pick up tips and tricks. So when 2021 comes, I'm ready. You're
1: ready to go. Oh, you're going full-blown, yes. 2021. Full vegan.
2: vegan. Except for Meat Mondays and the occasional egg. There it is.
1: Yeah, except for obviously <laughs> Meat Mondays, Fish Fridays. Yeah. Um, the, the occasion, go Tuesdays. The occasional yeah.
0: egg on every 4th, 5th, 7th, and 8th yeah. uh, <laughs> day of the, the month. Um, you know, this everything else. is my process. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, uh, I think that's great. Uh, we've got to all look forward to 2021 in one way or the other, right? I saw a tweet today and someone was just like, can 2020 just end? And the cynical side of me was just like, well, what makes you think 2021 is going to be any better than 2020 at this point?
2: This is year one of the seven. Oh, Get ready. uh Oh,
1: oh, here we go. Wow, we're getting biblical. <laughs>
2: Paraphrase. <laughs> well,
1: well I, y'all uh, didn't know. Okay. Y'all didn't know, but once the elections over, coronavirus is gonna disappear. So,
2: well, see, that's that's why I'm hearing. Yeah, my theory
0: is not that the virus disappears, but that this vaccine will suddenly be distributed. Um, but you know, that's that's my theory. Is whoever wins is gonna announce that America has a vaccine and. And everything, so that's the. But I think the virus is still here. Um, it's
1: gonna be like a uh, like Grizzle. It's gonna be Grizzle dumped onto our <laughs> onto our phones. Exactly. Uh, we'll we'll wake up on November fourth or fifth, whichever day is after the election, and it'll be like, check your phone, check your inbox because the vaccine has already been delivered. To yeah,
0: because they'll find out that Corona is actually wow. uh, some kind of neurological issue, and so it's like if you look at a certain picture, it'll heal you.
1: Um, well, we'll, we'll yeah. find out that we've all actually just been asleep <laughs> since 2019. <laughs> oh, great! And this whole thing has been a uh, electronic dream.
0: Wow, we've got some some matrix going on. We got some prophecy. Yeah. Some so yep. Kyler, you said year one of seven. So does that mean uh, are we are we pre trib post trip? What's our what's our our theology
2: here? <laughs> you know, it depends whether you interpret Revelation figuratively or no. I'm getting oh, there
1: it is. <laughs>
2: I, I feel like you've heard no me say theology.
1: that before actually. We're going down <laughs> it.
2: I've no I've I've what's uh I've studied eschatology. Yeah, that's good. Or I've, I d- have taken eschatology. I,
1: I thought eschatology was like hair and nails and
2: <laughs> That's cosmetology.
1: No, es- esthetician. that's, <laughs> an esthetician. that's, that's esthetician someone who does like did. a masseuse, Eschat- right?
2: but, yeah, yeah, but that's like E S C H, Est- right? Esthetician? like pot- the facials and stuff.
1: It's impossible to talk to you without seeing your face. <laughs> but I also but want to point you, out I'm that my, my... We are, we've are we been in the Matrix for a year, almost, and Kyler's still choosing to be vegan, even though nothing's real. She's picking nut cheeses over... <laughs> <laughs> Dairy cheeses,
0: <laughs> oh man wow what a what a beginning to this this episode <laughs> We've got a little eschatology, well, a little veganism we've got man, we're just rolling with it <laughs> well we got that's
2: my thing as as I was sitting there reading the package, I was like, this could actually be just legit mac and cheese, and I wouldn't even know
0: hey, that's what you want right you want you want the flavor and the taste of what you know, right?
2: No, but I'm saying that I'm paying a cool dollar more for it to be vegan. But what if it's not vegan at all?
0: Well, I mean, I think that's the great debate, right? You know, what are people trying to sell us? Everything. Everything. <laughs> so okay. if they can sell it for a dollar more, then, then I guess they, gotcha.
2: they got you. They got me.
1: I want to know what about regular mac and cheese isn't vegan because it's not real cheese. <laughs>
2: That's true. <laughs> well,
0: that is that is true, but Which I think that's part the, of it. It's not all natural.
1: Here's gonna be the thing for vegans in the future, since uh, we're headed towards a bug, insects as our meat. You know, in society, that's insects are the meat of the future. So, are vegans still going to choose to be meatless, even though most of the meat's gonna be made out of insects? Uh, Kyler, do you have? Uh, I don't know. I I just can't
2: hop on that train. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do the insects.
0: Well, you know, last week you did actually swallow a bug, (laughs) so.
2: Yeah, and it didn't taste good. So (laughs) they've already lost me. Oh
0: man! Hey, Kyle, your kid is about to escape. I think you might want to check on
1: him. (laughs) Sticking his head out the door. (laughs) Run! Run! That's that's a closet. Okay. All right. Oh. <laughs> well, hey, uh, before, before we
0: get to our guests, we got a great guest lined up today. But before we get to that, I want to do a top three that um, I, I, I'm just very interested in your responses because I, uh, I think we'll have a varied response to this. And, um, you know, it has to do with eschatology. And so I was going to ask, what are your top three? Um, Which types of eschatology? Well, that's what I was going to... What are your top three takes on the book of Revelation?
1: Oh, so not the eyebrows one. Okay, no,
0: not that one. And actually, that's not what the question was going to be. I just that <laughs> uh, we might we might just spin off a whole new podcast. Um, no, okay. So top three. This has nothing to do with Revelation, but uh, top three TV characters of all time.
2: I was just in a debate about this.
1: Oh man, what, what do you mean by what top? Like for you, who
0: do you think are the best TV characters ever written? Yeah, you know, written and performed. So just the way they're they're shown on TV and what they do. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have yours, Kyler?
2: <laughs> I'm just. um thinking. Um. Mm, I mean, for me. Are you ready, Kyle, or do, uh, you, do I'm, I need yeah.
1: to go? Oh, I'm so ready. You go for it.
2: Oh, wait. No, you go, Kyle.
1: Oh, oh no. I was ready for you to go. That's oh,
2: well, I mean. I'm ready for Jason to go. No, I asked, no,
1: I got the, okay. I asked the question. Right. I go last. Okay, I, okay, this good. is no no particular order. Uh, ben Wyatt um, from Parks and Rec. Something about, I don't know, just his character is just... I just level with him on so many levels, and so not, I mean, he's super nerd. I'm definitely not, obviously. Yeah, you're definitely not that guy. Of course. Of course. Um, obviously, I'm just too cool for that, but I don't know. It's just whenever he came in, when him and Chris Trager come into the show, it just changes the whole thing, but then him specifically. Chris Traeger's kind of like kitschy, you know, mm-hmm. like a goober, but Ben is like just real and it's just he he the whole time he can't believe almost like he, that he's in this world where this stuff is happening yeah yeah like he's always looking at the camera like like the little Sebastian, little Sebastian. Thing, like, yeah yes so stuff like that I love um I'm gonna have to pick someone from Cheers I'm just having a hard time of picking who I wanted to say <laughs> Frazier Crane but I, I don't like him that much yeah. he's kind of a I like the show Frazier better than I like Frazier on Cheers yeah but I think you know Sam Malone is he's one of my favorite characters and so or cliff clavin also one of my favorite characters yeah cliff's great but i don't i don't want two from cheers let me see and then i'll have to also pick i'm i'm getting stuck on the third one um go ahead kyler and then i'll come back for my third one
2: um right now because i've watched so many so many shows but right now, my favorite would be, I'm counting down. So number three is, is Buster from Arrested <laughs> Development.
0: Buster Bluth.
2: Buster Bluth. Um, uh, number two would probably be um, Klaus from Umbrella Academy.
1: Oh my goodness, and we haven't coming, talked about an Umbrella Academy.
2: Listen, it's so good.
1: I've watched anyway. both seasons since the last time we had a podcast, <laughs> since I've been on the podcast.
2: <laughs> it's so good. And then number one, um, Leslie Nope, all the way. 10 out oh. of 10.
1: Yeah, she's amazing.
0: All right, all right. So hold on. It was Leslie Nope. It was uh, who from Umbrella Academy? Klaus. Uh, Klaus. Klaus. And then uh, Buster Bluth. Okay, do you think of your third,
1: Kyle? I'm trying to think. What is. um. Jeff Daniels' name on Newsroom.
0: Uh,
1: I cannot. can't remember his name, but I love his character on the Newsroom. I mean, he's a jerk, but I just love the Newsroom, and I don't think it would have happened without him.
0: Uh, Will McAvoy.
1: Will McAvoy. Oh. I'll either pick him or I'll pick... Um, I don't know his name either. He's from... He, Famously played the librarian and all those terrible Indiana Jones knockoff movies, The Librarian. Uh, what's his name? He, Noah he was Wiley. On ER. Noah Wiley. Noah Wiley in uh, Falling Skies. Yeah. Love that. Wow, show. that's you're going for that's it. A, that's a deep take. It
0: <laughs> is. That is. Um. So this was a tough one. Oh my gosh. Uh, what, do you think uh, of another you're gonna
2: one? you're gonna say one of my favorites? Go for it. Just say it.
1: <laughs> Elmo from Sesame Street.
0: <laughs> no, it's actually Big I'm Bird. That's the young. correct answer. Um No, uh I my top three. I don't stuff. know if I'm gonna say what you think my I was gonna come in at the number three was Michael Scott. No. Okay. So I think Michael Scott is just the perfect cringe worthy character. Um Steve Carell just plays him absolutely perfect. Uh, My number two is uh, from the show, TV show, Hell on Wheels, uh, Cullen Bohannon. Um, He's just great, super conflicted character. And uh, then number one, uh, in my opinion, the greatest TV character of all time, George Costanza. Um, The perfect, just perfect, perfect display of what, uh, the human mind is really thinking all the time. So, those are my top three. Who were you gonna? Who did you think I was gonna say, Kyler? I
2: thought I was gonna. I thought you were gonna say Abed. Oh, Abed. I'm uh, gonna. Yeah, from Community.
0: Yeah, Abed's definitely on the list. Um, because uh, I thought about him, and then I also thought who I thought about Andy Dwyer from Parks and Rec. Um, cause, uh, but I think that's more about Chris Pratt than the character itself um yeah. so but yeah i definitely thought of abed but uh he just didn't quite make the cut maybe if they were on seven seasons
1: yeah you know who an andy that doesn't make the cut is andy from the office oh yeah <laughs> oof. He the worst like, i first time around i was just like yeah i know he's a goober or whatever but like we've been rewatching it and i just I'm so like I don't even want to watch episodes that he's in or that he's <laughs> wow. got a main a main storyline because he's just so annoying.
2: He's The in, whole season where he's in charge, yeah. I hated that season.
0: Well, and it's even worse cuz like he's making movies at that time so he was gone like half the season. So it's like you couldn't even do real stories with him. Um so he's got his moments but yeah, like from uh, top to bottom he's not he's not that great of a character. Uh you can tell from like the first like half that he was in to the second half, they still had no idea what to do with his story. Um, they didn't know how to develop him in any yeah. way. Mm-hmm. So, well, anyway, but that was our top three. Um, Kyler, do you want to take out take us out with our theme
2: music? Boom boom boom. Top three. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I feel like that was just so un. Uh,
1: Unexcited.
2: I was like, "Well, I really was thinking." I was like, "What is our theme music?"
1: Wow. Oh. How do we know that it's even Kyler there now, and it's not an AI algorithm? Just
0: y- maybe that's why the using, she didn't know the theme y- song.
1: Using <laughs> previous podcasts, just clips of her voice and piecing together words to say. You know,
0: they're actually making podcasts that way now, right?
1: <laughs> oh, great.
0: <laughs> yeah, like they they've got AIs. I, I'm trying to think where I I saw this, but like somebody's developed an AI. That was taking clips from a from a podcast, and they actually created like a 23 minute episode of two people talking back and forth, and it was all just cut together from previous episodes. So I'll try to I, I'll try to figure that out and look out, look up who it was. I think uh, Planet Money may have been where I heard about it, but it's crazy, crazy.
2: I'm not a robot. Click these three traffic lights to prove you are not robots. <laughs>
0: Well, you can see us. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. Good point. (laughs) Well, hey, uh, we need to uh, get to our guests. Our guest today is Brandon Brown. He is the creative behind the company Plot Twist Creative and also Cornerstone Digital. He's an Atlanta transplant. He's had several years of experience in developing brand identities and creative assets for companies and organizations. And uh, he's passionate about mentoring and advocating for creating... Professionals. Uh, Brandon and I, we talk a lot about what it means to take that next step creatively and how you hone your skills and learn your skills to become like the next part of of your creative identity and then we spend the latter half of the episode talking a lot about just what's going on in the world today and uh, I gotta tell you guys I had a wonderful time talking to him and uh, we talked uh, just about a lot of stuff and I think there were some very important things uh, brought up and so let's just get right to it here is our interview with Brandon Brown Well, Brandon, thank you so much for taking time to join the Creative Initiative podcast. As we get started, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, where you're at?
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm a creative uh, director located here in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, and I've been here, I believe, roughly six years now. Six years. So it's been a uh, it's been a great city to just grow in. Man, it's been really nice.
0: Yeah, Atlanta is a is a great city. Where uh, where were you at before then, or where did you grow up?
3: Yeah, so I originally grew up in uh in Maryland. Okay. And um, you know, in Maryland Virginia area. Um and from there I went out to Orlando. Uh, I actually went to film school out there, uh Full Sail University. Okay. Um and I was there for maybe about 7 years, uh maybe closer to 8. Um and then from there I just uh came through to Atlanta, which What's funny? It's it's hilarious, actually. I I actually was not coming here for uh, long term. Uh, I had actually had another company that I started uh, with another friend of mine a while back. Um, It was like web. It was just a web design agency, Uh and we had like this this idea of like opening up shop near Philly. Um, So that was kind of always the plan. This was like Atlanta was supposed to be like a stop uh and now it's like uh man i i you know i'm just trying to grow as many roots as possible in this city um it's a beautiful city man it's it's really kind of helped me hone in my own like um who i am as a person but then who i am as a creative as well
0: yeah well that's cool it's you know you, you it's great if you can pull creative uh juice from the town you're in you know um so that, that that's kind of a cool thing and Atlanta is a is a great city for sure. Um you know so so maybe it takes this this journey takes us all the way back to Maryland maybe a, a, with a stop in Orlando but um you know what did it look like for you when you realized like I, hey I like doing creative things? Um you know kind of what was that process for you?
3: Yeah. I mean that that kind of goes back to just early childhood I guess. Like I've always been artistic. I've always had like Um, dreams of you know being in art Um, uh, at one point I wanted to be like a cartoonist for the New York Times like (laughs) I wanted to do like yeah like I wanted to do you know comic strips things like that Uh, Calvin Hobbes but I um, you know when I got into high school um, I started learning more about graphic design and um, started learning more about like television production and you know started taking those classes and getting really interested in you know what this looks like as a career and it was uh, it was kind of eye-opening you know because at the time I actually had no idea what I wanted to do uh, I was just kind of floating through high school uh, my grades weren't that great like you know just trying to figure out like what am I supposed to do if you know I've always grown up just wanting to be an artist how do I apply Pythagorean theorem <laughs> <laughs> to, to uh, my art career? Uh, so uh, Yeah, man, it, it's been a journey in that. Like, you know, it, you know, I, I decided to go to film school. My dad's a producer. So for me, it was just like, you know, I I've always honored and, you know, have always been proud of my father and just wanting to kind of like follow in his footsteps. Um, but uh, that took a turn. I uh, went out there to f- uh, fill, fill, ah, fill full sale. Uh, went to film school and um, basically just kind of like fell into design, hmm. uh, you know, and started doing movie posters for you know short films or okay. um, you know designing album or EP mixtape covers for different you know artists of different you know genres of music. And uh, it kind of became like the backseat passion, like something I didn't quite think was going to turn into something, but it was just fun to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, fast forward today, it's like, <laughs> it's practically my career. Uh, but um, <laughs> but yeah, man, that's, that was just like a bit of the journey uh, in the kind of finding, you know, what my true passion or my true career was going to be, um, even still going through film school. So.
0: Well, you know, it's always funny how it's just you you go with one thing in mind. And, and you know, I, if it's personal interest, if it's a door closes or, you know, the the Lord or whatever it is, it's just interesting how things shift. You know, it's not that you went so far away from like film and, and TV and stuff, but, you know, just that minor shift uh, can really change our lives, you know?
3: Yeah, for sure. And I think what's interesting about it is like, you know, The things that you or the things that I went to school for, they never uh, fizzled out in terms of, you know, what I was passionate about. You know, it it, it was just always something that, you know, I felt like I didn't really I I don't think I truly wanted the life of being in the film industry and, you know, not knowing when the next film, you know, I'm going to or the next show I'm going to hop on. Yeah you know, when my next check would, you know, come or, you know, how would I receive checks? You know, I, I had friends who, or I'd known people who had graduated um, who had gone straight to LA uh, and they were, you know, working on different sets and, you know, different films and shows and all this stuff. And, you know, they were sleeping in their cars wow. or, um, you know, two, three bedroom apartment with like six people in it, you know, it's just, you know, and it was like, man, that's not, you know, when I think of hard work and dedication, like that wasn't what I had in mind. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, you know, it's interesting now though, like I said, everything kind of has come full circle where, um, you know, I'm essentially back in the industry, maybe not doing film and television, but having been able to edit uh TV spots um mm. and, and kind of help produce them. And um it that it's been a blessing, man. It's been really cool. And it, it's even funnier because being an editor in film school was something that like I just I I hated. Like, yeah, I was like, man, I, I don't want to do this. Like I wanna be, you know. Uh, I was on like more of like a screenwriting track and directing and and then it was lighting, which I fell in love with. And then it was like, oh, we have these editing classes and I just hated them. And now (laughs) it's like 70% of what I do today. (laughs) So, yeah.
0: That's cool. And, and, you know, let's kind of talk about that. Um, you, you are, uh, the founder or co-founder of plot twist creative. And so you're, you're moving full-time into this, into this world. Can you tell us a little bit about that and maybe the process that got you to, to move full-time into that?
3: Yeah. Yeah. So plot twist, um, was just birthed out of a need. Um, you know, my, uh, significant other, uh, Taylor Fraser, Uh, and I, we, we both come from the the agency world and, you know, we've always had aspirations to own our own. And uh, it was just something that, you know, I was already growing, um, you know, working within an agency, you know, I I was also freelancing. And at the time I was just using the name Plot Twist Creative as, you know, like a DBA. Mm -hmm. Uh, And over time it was like, man, you know, I want to grow as a creative director. And over my career, I've always kind of felt like I've not really ever had a mentor to help teach me how to be a leader. So, a lot of what I've learned has been, you know, through trial and error or just picking things up that people just happen to give me, you know, pieces of advice, guidance. But in terms of like a consistent guide, I've I've never really had that. So, you know, I've been doing a lot, I've been doing a lot of like just soul searching and just kind of praying about my career and like where I want to go. And, um, you know, one of the things that, What's really bothering me was that, you know, sometimes working in agency, uh, you, you are titled one thing, um, but you could be growing in another area faster than you're growing in the thing that they titled you. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happens is, or what could happen is that the thing that you're growing in that you ultimately want to do uh which for me was leadership um you're not really given that shot yeah um, to actually do it and it's not just my job like this is something i've heard from others as well like um you know it's just you know, recognizing that there's more to you than just being a designer or there's more to you than just being an editor, but that you've been taking the time for the past few years and growing how to be much more than that. Mm -hmm. So it's up to you to stand up to the title that you've kind of created for yourself and grow in that and, and own it. Um, you know, it's so far I used to say like, uh, you know yeah i'm a i used to say something like yeah i'm a designer and a you know now it's just like no 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 i'm i'm a creative director yeah you know and a lot of it is not not just feeling it right but some of it is also just uh taking it into action of you know faith where it's like no 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 this is this is what i am um i don't need anyone to tell me that right like yeah. it's you know i can i'm i'm manifesting this here um until it happens until you start finding that guidance that's going to lead you into that position or you start finding finding the opportunities that will lead you into opportunities um so I, I don't know if i answered your question <laughs> but but, uh, but yeah man it's um it's definitely been a journey man what? it's, it's
0: well, I was just gonna say, I, like, I think that's a great story, and you know, I think a lot of people can probably can probably associate with one or or all those facets, especially the idea of like you become known as one thing, like among your colleagues or among your your superiors or pastors or whatever. And, but, but you know, what they don't realize is that after you've been doing that one thing for two or three years, you've developed skills in these other areas. Um, So I think, I think we, we can all understand that. My kind of follow-up question to you is what, how did, how did you realize, okay, now is the time to make this shift and, and go from saying, I'm a designer and to just, I'm a creative director. And, um, you know, obviously part of that is taking the leap of starting a, a company, Um, But internally, what did that look like for you of just saying like, okay, I'm going to take this risk. I'm going to make that step.
3: Well, I think it was, it was in stages. Um, You know, you, you step into, you step into something and you're a designer and then you start, you know, getting onto projects or, you know, working with clients that need more. Uh, So, You know, one day you're designing and the next day you're editing TV spots, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for large companies. And now you have to make the conscious decision, like mentally to say, well, now I'm not just a designer anymore. I'm an editor.
4: Yeah.
3: Right. So now it's. Yeah, I'm a senior designer and editor. And from there, it becomes this constant growth that you speak over yourself every time you do a new task that does not fit the, uh, initial description of what your job was. Um, so for me, it's always been like leveling up myself to be there. Right. So mm-hmm. like if, um, you know, if, if, if I was a senior designer one day and, uh, you know, some work that I did won awards, well, now I'm an award winning senior designer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and that's kind of what it's been where it's like you you kind of you, you take your step on the stairs, right? You don't, you don't have to wait for someone else to tell you when to take that step. You put your value uh, where it should be. Um, so when you start creative directing, now you are a creative director, you know? And it's, it's I, I think sometimes we think that like, we do something, but just because we do it, even though we do it often, that doesn't mean we're actually that, you know? And yeah. it's like, yeah. we don't have, I think sometimes we forget that like, you know, it's okay to value yourself first, and telling you who you are before someone else tells you mm-hmm. um, So that's what it was for me and you know it wasn't a, it wasn't to say like you know oh I'm a creative director or I'm a senior designer or an editor it was more so just like okay I have a goal I want to better myself I want to be better than yesterday. what can I do today right yeah and how can I make my last you know this is who I am? Uh, sound better today. So that now, instead of you just having words that you for wow, you're manifesting your journey into what it is you want and you desire to be doing. Uh, and I honestly feel like that's it. That's, that's kind of what's gotten me here today is, you know, you make a decision, you know, do you want to be this for however long, or do you want to grow in other areas? And how are you going to how are you going to put that into action through faith and making sure you get there?
0: <laughs> the decision sometimes could be the hardest part. Just go ahead and making that decision to to step out in faith, you know.
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, for sure.
0: Um, kind of, you know, in this this work you've done in agency work and and uh, you know editing TV spots and things like that. Um, this is kind of just a. a uh, different kind of question. Um, but uh, what's the most unique challenge that you've overcome, you know, when working with a client in this world?
3: Ooh. Um, <laughs> Notice I didn't say worked,
0: hardest or I didn't say craziest. Yeah. I said most unique.
3: Uh, the most unique. Oh, man. I, when you put unique on it, it makes it like... <laughs> <laughs> It's like much more difficult to answer that question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> unique is like such a distinct word. Uh, man, that's a really good one. Well, what's I, a,
0: I, just with that question in mind, what's the first thing that pop, popped into your brain?
3: I think um, stepping into work that uh, maybe mentally or yeah. Mentally, I maybe didn't feel like I was ready for. Hmm. Uh, I feel like we all can, we all kind of go through that, right? Like yeah. that's that yeah. moment when you're stretched as a creative and you now have to, you know, step into the shoes you've always said you wanted. <laughs> and uh, you know, that's always been the hardest part, man, because you know, you, you start battling through imposter syndrome and you start doubting yourself and doubting your abilities. Like, You know, me talking about being a creative director, that doesn't mean it's easy to do. I still suffer through those things. Like, you know, if, you know, we, depending on, you know, what the project is or the retainer is like, I'm, I'm still like, okay, oh man, like how do I battle and get past my own doubts to make sure that like, I don't give them the work that I would have given them if I told them I was a designer Mm -hmm. a few years ago. Right. Like, yeah. It, it yeah it's yeah man that, that word unique really messed me up <laughs> that unique messed me up well, uh, well <laughs> it's, it's like it's it's not a hard thing it's just you know it's just a stretching that needs to happen and it, yeah. it's not just a it's not one thing either like it's it happens continuously you know it's like you know just always being placed in a position where it's just time to stretch and do something that, you know, you've probably never done or maybe you've always wanted to do and you know, you can, but now at this moment, when you get the opportunity, you feel like you can't and you feel like you shouldn't have said yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's a scary place to be for, for a split second. And then somehow you talk yourself into saying yes again and
3: again, you know, Isn't that crazy how it's like scary. And then like, you know, and then it's just not. Yeah. Like fear is weird, man. Like it's, it's, it's not like you're scared of something that you've never done, but then when you start, you're working like you've always done it. Yeah. That to me is, that's what like passion feels like. That's what mm. a calling feels like, right? Like you're scared to do something. And when you finally have to do it, you're doing it. Like you've, just you've just always done this yeah
0: that's good man I, I like that putting that with with the word passion um yeah because I think that's a good way to describe it um you know and, and kind of on the the as you're talking about you know working with clients and and you know doing a, a project or a retainer and them asking things of you that force you to stretch um you know on the flip side of that sometimes in in especially if we look at the local church model Um, sometimes people aren't necessarily asking the creative person to stretch themselves. You know, they kind of get satisfied with a look or a feel or a, or, you know, the, the schedule of service or, you know, like, do you have any words of encouragement for maybe how someone who, who isn't necessarily being stretched daily by their projects at the church can still stretch their own boundaries
3: when it comes to creativity? That's good. I would, I would, I would, I would, I would probably tell a creative to question where they're getting their inspiration from first.
4: Okay. Um,
3: And what are they doing to practice outside of, you know, what they do for the church? Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of times like we get so uh, inundated with like, what, you know, is trending right now in our community, um, you know, in terms of like, you know, the, just, you know, church community and like what create where creativity is right now. Like, you know, right now it's about uh, putting together the best mock of the you the UI from your app, you know, from mm-hmm. your phone, and placing you know scripture uh, in in certain places, which looks really great, right? But yeah. like, I I think my advice would come more of a challenge and a questioning of how are you moving past what is trending right now in our community and what are you doing to try to, you know, be ahead of the curve because right now it it, it does feel like there's just like the saturation of the same types of styles, mm-hmm. um, and I know specifically working in church that you can get burnt out very easily because you're trying to stay trendy for the audience that you're targeting. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, my best advice would just be to look at new things outside of our community. You know, it's, it's okay to take in inspiration that uh, isn't based on something you saw another church do. Or something you saw another Christian creative uh you know uh you know execute on their on their Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Get, off, get off your phone, go go do something, right? Like maybe that's the other issue too, is like we we're so specifically in this time, like 2020, when we're just always, you know, in the house. Yeah. Or, <laughs> you know, like we're constantly just on, we're in front of screens. And sometimes it's just it's inspiration enough just to get some air, Yeah, you know, just just do something outside of what you see from our community that's always being done. Um, I feel like for me, that's always been a challenge is, um, a few years ago, I was a creative director at a church and I felt like everything that we do here, it needs to mirror what churches are doing now. Mm -hmm and it sounds good and when you bring it up in the meetings and you start showcasing you know what's being done now all of that stuff looks good right but yeah. if you're the influencer uh, in this meeting that's going to take the church to the next level you should be doing more than just showing them what other churches are doing mm. right like yeah. there should be there should be more inspiration you know that's past what you just see on a regular basis scrolling through your 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 IG feed. Yeah. Um so just intake more. Just intake more uh you know intake more inspiration outside of the church. Uh, and then bring back what you find to back back to the church. Yeah. That's bring good it back.
0: man. Yeah, I like that. Um, you know, you you brought up twenty twenty and uh, <laughs> how crazy um, this year's been, and and we can all see there are so many challenges that that we've been faced with um, beyond the pandemic, and you know, with the social injustice and and racial inequality, and just it, just everything that seemed to have come to a boil here in twenty twenty. Um, for you personally, you know, what are you learning during this season?
3: Ooh, I um. I'm learning a lot about myself uh and about my community. You know, it's uh Atlanta's Atlanta's interesting, you know, because you you live in a place that is predominantly black. Mm-hmm. Um, and you think that uh you know what you go through or what you not what you go through. But what you see, uh, you know, on, you know, the news and, you know, just what's happening, you don't actually think it's going to come to, you know, your city because, you know, they call your city the Wakanda of America. So like, <laughs> like you're not thinking that you're actually going to see it. But when it hits so close uh, to home, you know, when, when you start thinking about Richard Brooks and, you start thinking about what happened here at, you know, a Wendy's that I've seen many times before. Hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, it does something to you. Uh, you know, it's almost like, it's almost like feeling tremors from an earthquake states away.
4: Hmm.
3: You know, you, you're not expecting to feel it. Um, But now it has your, you know, your attention even more. Not that it never did, but it's just closer to home than you thought it would ever come. Yeah. So, you know, I'll be honest, man. I I appreciate you bringing this up because this has nothing to do with design. uh, and, And I don't, you know, I don't use these topics to talk about what I'm doing creatively because of it. Yeah. Of what's happening. Like this is strictly, you know, me just voicing, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a scary thing. Um, And just learning about my own fears, um, you know, walking out of this house every day, uh, you know, and, and not knowing, you know, if, not knowing what's going to happen to you, Um, it's scary. It is even being in Atlanta. you know, one of the things that I've been learning about myself uh, is just this fear I have of just being pulled over. Hmm. Not, even, not even necessarily like coming in contact with uh, an irate officer who's willing to do whatever he feels like he wants to do uh, because of his discomfort. But just the idea of just being pulled over for anything is just like it's always been a constant fear. So this year has like it's really brought this this fear back up in a way that I don't think I was. uh, I don't think I was truly prepared for, you know, now now I'm driving down the street and if I pass an officer, um, I will look in my rearview mirror maybe 10 times before yeah. I feel comfortable, you know, continuing forward. Um so it it's done more of just making me aware of my fears, of what gives me the most anxiety. It's made me face myself and face those fears head on. And that doesn't mean that, you know, I've completely overcome them, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. It's not something, you know, where uh, it there's, it's not a happy ending type thing where, you know, I, you know, I prayed about it and now it's just gone. You know, it's a, it's an everyday battle. Um, you know, even, even not making sure that I don't allow those fears to, to keep me in bondage where like, I don't want to leave the house. There've been days I didn't leave the house because that's kept me from walking out the door. Uh, so, That's what I've been learning the most. Um, Yeah, and I think the other thing is just realizing that, you know, I have so many family members and so many, you know, friends that have the same fears. Yeah, and just creating a community around that in a safe space to talk about it with each other. Um, which is just that's one thing I can say about this year is that like it's it's this year has been. It's so crazy this year has been so bad that it's made us talk to each other
4: <laughs> that's
0: a that's an awful thing to think about isn't it like that it isn't it yeah it's it's so sad that that's what's created conversation
3: yeah but it's like on the flip side like i'm grateful for it yeah um because you know who would have thought that we would all be stuck in the house and have to confront every single thing that we deal with or all of the darkest corners of our life, mm-hmm. all of our fears, all of our anxieties. And because everyone's just a phone call away, we have nothing else to do, but just call each other yeah. and talk about yeah. it. Um, or I mean, you could you know, completely avoid it, but I feel like you'd be missing probably the most important part of this year is just learning how to communicate because we don't really have much else to do. <laughs> well, I
0: mean, that, that's a, a great point. And I, I appreciate your candor and your honesty um, in, in talking about this, because, you know, I mean, yeah, that's the that's struggle. Like when, when we talk to people um, and like trying to do this podcast and you're like, well, it's a creative church podcast, but sometimes you think like there's, there are way more important things happening right now. And, you know, so I I appreciate your honesty because, I mean, it's uh, it's you don't need me to tell you this, but like I I don't have those same fears and I haven't grown up, um, you know, witnessing those things, you know, through my own experiences. And, you know, it takes something like like 2020 for me to start really recognizing, like, this is something, A, that we need to talk about and, but B, that, that more than anything, I need to be able to listen and realize, um, that, man, it, it, the, it's, it's just not the same, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm, I, I appreciate your candor cause like you, you saying that and, and, you know, that there's a, an Instagram post you made back in the summer. And, um, when I read through the caption, um, you, know, you, you kind of alluded to some of the things you just mentioned, but like it it just broke my heart because this realization of like that you, you were mentioning things that I never have ever had to consider or have ever had to think about, you know, and um, that it, it really is I don't know how to describe it other than like. I don't like that that there are certain people in the world that have to, to live a certain way because of the color of their skin or because of where yeah. they were from or, or anything like that. And um, so, man, I, I know I'm rambling right here, but I appreciate your, your honesty in this moment.
3: Yeah. I, I appreciate you just listening. You know, one of the things that one of the conversations that we've been talking about, uh, you know, with, you know, just some of my friends is, how to have the conversation, you know, and, and, you know, we're white, we're black, we're Hispanic, we're Chinese or we're Mexican or whatever it is that we may be. Like we all are a part of the same family. Um, You know, when we accepted Christ as our Lord and savior, we became adopted Mm -hmm. and all of us, don't we don't look like each other yeah right yeah. like none of us we're all very different we're all different colors we're all different shapes we're all different sizes we're all different personalities but we're all part of one family mm-hmm. and the thing about that family and forgive me if i'm like taking over this is not about creative <laughs>
0: no, man, <laughs> stuff but, at all this but is like, way more important i love this but, conversation
3: One thing that's so great about family is that, especially an adopted family, is that we're all part of different cultures. Mm. And some of those things within culture are great. And some of those things aren't so great at all. So one of the things that's within my culture is to be afraid of police. Now, we're all a part of the same family, but that doesn't mean we share the same cultures. Mm -hmm. And that's okay but if i call you my brother right and you call me your brother we're siblings yeah we have one father why would you not want to get to know your siblings yeah why would you not want to get to know the bad parts of their culture just as much as you love the good
0: that's great man
3: so it's 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 important for us to have these dialogues now because we've loved so much about everybody else's culture, right? Like, you know, we love this about one group of people, we love this about another, but when it comes to the other aspects of our culture that we deal with or that we wrestle with, they're nowhere to be found, but we call each other family. And I think that's where we are today, where it's like we're learning to give each other permission to have messy conversations, to get it wrong so that we can get it right. Because without giving each other permission, we're just stuck dealing with this over and over and over again.
4: Yeah.
3: So that's something that's been really important to me um, in this time. And just like wrestling with it, with, you know, my tribe and the people that I speak to on a daily basis. Um, It's important. It's important that we talk about it.
0: Yeah. It's so important. And it's, it's even more important that we, that we listen, you know, or just as important that we listen, you know, because there's so many one-sided arguments going on right now, you know, that it's, everyone has to pick a side and it's like, why can't, I I love that, that, that what you mentioned about, like, if we're brothers in Christ, then we should walk with each other. We should know the good, we should know the, the bad, um, you know, of, of our cultures. And I, I mean, I think that is like spot on. Um, and, and I think that that's a challenge. It should be a challenge to anyone listening to be like, Hey, how can we walk with our brothers and sisters in Christ? You know, not just the, Hey, are you doing okay? But like, you know, how can we really walk with them? Um, yeah. you know, cause it, I mean, to, if there's any way to, you know, to bring it back to the creative side of things, like, I think that's only how we're going to be able to create work in the church that truly is, is unifying, you know, that, that can help build that community in the church.
4: For sure.
0: Um, you know, I, for I, just, sure. I just think that's great, man. Um, well, uh, you know, I, I I didn't want to take up too much of your time, but I love what you shared and I appreciate you uh, taking that time. Um, before we go, Brandon, um, do you have any words of encouragement for fellow creatives out there?
3: Yeah, man. Uh, continue to fight forward. Uh, this life is not your own. This story is not your own. This journey is not your own you signed up for something and you knew it would be hard so stay fighting forward you knew it we all knew it I I I remember distinctly hearing (laughs) when I uh when I um prayed that prayer um I remember someone telling me it's not going to be easy um and I think for us as creatives like we can do a really good job of creating distractions around us because we're good creatives. And it's okay to just feel what has happening in life right now. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel angry. Um, And it's okay to be happy. It's okay to feel confident. It's okay to feel all those things. But I think now, You know, in the middle of of a pandemic, in the middle of police brutality, in the middle of racism, in the middle of politics, in the middle of, uh, you know, death, it's okay to put down the creativity that you use as a distraction to experience life. Sometimes we have to put away the MacBook. Sometimes we have to put down the pencil. Sometimes we have to put our phones down because we are not going to get what we are supposed to get out of this trial or out of this tribulation if we don't take the time to just experience what's happening. And what we don't want to do, what we really don't want to do is try God and not go through what it is he's trying to get you to go through and you're back here again because you didn't learn, because you tried to distract yourself. It's okay. Take some time.
0: We want to thank Brandon again for taking the time to join us on the podcast. We've really enjoyed that conversation and hope you did as well. Uh, well guys, uh, before we head out, um, do you have anything else we should discuss? Anything else we need to, to contemplate?
1: Uh, whew. Like I said, we're all in the Matrix.
0: Well, I don't really know. There's a thought. Except
1: some, it's like a worst version of the Matrix. Like the one on Proud Family back in the day. Hmm. Oh. Kyler, you remember that episode?
2: I don't remember the episode, but I really liked that show.
1: There's an episode where they basically just spoofed the Matrix and... It was it was fine. It was fine.
0: <laughs> you like The Matrix Kyler?
2: Never seen it. That's okay.
0: I mean you the were second it's in black and, th-
2: and, Isn't it in black and white? No, oh, no. no. It's actually Gross. it's oh, actually I'm thinking in of, late
0: it's actually in late nineties green color grunge. Um you know, so I don't know if it's any better than black and
1: white. It's like yeah, it's like whatever whatever simple plan music video was shot yeah, in. Yeah. And so that
0: that too.
2: They wear like black leather trench coats and glasses, right? Yes. How could this happen to me?
0: Yep. That's the one. Don't sing anymore. That's all we We can't pay. That's all we can afford. (laughs) Well, uh, I don't blame you for not seeing The Matrix, Kyler. I think it came out probably, well, you had only just been born, I think, when it came out. A second grader told
1: me this week that I look like John Wick. Hey.
0: So you basically look like Keanu
1: Reeves. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm basically the star of the matrix. Yeah, you're the
0: one. Um, I am. Well, Kyler, do you have anything uh, you'd like to talk to, to virus away from this matrix conversation?
2: Um, I got nothing.
0: Wow, I guess wear it, your mask, please. Wear your masks, people. Um, wear your masks. Don't want to turn this into a political thing, but here's the thing: it's not political. So, you know, say it. Just care about other people. I, that's really Sheesh.
1: if you wear your mask I will give you one of these smiley face stickers there it is
0: is that what you do with the kids a gold star
1: <laughs> no they they have they don't even think twice put your mask on they know they it. have to wear it they don't care about they don't they don't have higher order thinking like that yet
0: yeah well give it time
2: give it to
1: be. Yeah. Well, just wait oh just wait till I'm finished with them <laughs> <laughs> they'll they'll think about some things. <laughs>
0: Oh, man, it's going to be great when there are documentaries made about I, uh, Kyle Lee's third grade class.
1: <laughs> I did I did pull a Michael Scott on the other class today. I went in. Uh, the teacher asked if I could watch her class for a second. And um, before she left, I wrote this equation on the board. And I said, just in case we got some type of beautiful mind situation here. Nice. <laughs>
0: That's, he's in the warehouse, right, when he does that? Yeah, and he just
1: writes that up on the board and walks away. So just in case, <laughs>
0: that's awesome.
1: What is it? is it? Just in case we have someone that needs to be upstairs.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. And that one reference you threw out two two very uh, uh, very good references that none of those kids would ever understand. So good job.
1: Yeah, they did. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, we better get out of here since we have nothing to talk about other than the office. Um, so uh, in the Matrix. In the Matrix. Um, Kyler, go watch the Matrix. You'll you'll enjoy okay. some of it. Um, if not all, but it. it's honestly been a long time since I've seen it. The first one was, I remember, good. The other two, not not that great. Um, but the first one makes you think a little bit, so go check it out, since you're working from home. Netflix? So. They were on Netflix. They were, but not I'm not fake. sure yeah. if they still are. Oh,
2: there's multiple?
0: There's three, yeah.
2: Oh, do I need to watch all of them?
0: I, you need
1: to watch... The matrices. The
0: matrices. I would definitely recommend the first. The other two are just if, if you uh, if you really want to feel like you've completed the story. Um, but one one is a complete story in and of itself. Like you don't have to to keep going. It's not like continued or anything.
1: And just don't forget to watch the Proud Family win somewhere in the mix. Yeah,
0: yeah, that too. Oh. That oh,
2: too. okay. <laughs> Let me get on Disney Plus. Yep.
0: <laughs> Well, uh, we better hit the road, and uh, because Jasper looks like he is ready to to head out, Kyle <laughs> like he's literally running behind you. So.
1: He's getting upset. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, for Kyle Lee and Kyler Clapp, uh, and for producer Chris, who's not here but he's with us in spirit. I'm Jason Evans, and we will see you guys
4: next week. <laughs>
1: R- R.I.P. Chris?
2: R.I.P. Chris.
0: Wow, you guys are terrible.
1: You're the one that said he was here with us in spirit.
0: <laughs> well, when I say that, I mean it, you know, like, really, I don't for mean it he's
1: dead. For producer Chris, who is no longer with us.
0: <laughs> for producer Chris, who could not make it today because he took the day off. How about that? Is that better? Lame.